Well, hello there, beautiful friends, and welcome back to the Sovereign Projector podcast. As always, I'm so grateful to have you here spending some time with me. My name is Heather. For anybody who hasn't been here before, maybe you just got drawn here because it's a Taylor Swift related content, in which case, welcome Swifty. It's so nice to have you. Um, Or maybe you are a human design nerd or astrology nerd, or you just like to hang out with me. Either way, whatever brings you here. I'm so grateful you're here. Um, So as I sort of spoke about at the start of last week's episode, this episode, um, this Taylor Swift chart reading, human design chart reading is actually a recording of an Instagram live that Abby and I did a couple of weeks ago now. Um, And during this reading, we're going to go through Taylor Swift's chart and look at some of her major like energy centers, her being a projector, all of these things. So if you want to play along, um, you can get up Taylor Swift's chart now so that you can sort of see visually what we are talking about. That might be really beneficial for you to use as like a tool to help understand um, and put a visual to to what we're saying. So you can just Google, um, Google image search like Taylor Swift human design chart genetic matrix and it should come up. Um, otherwise maybe I should actually get up. I'm just going to pull up her birth details. Give me one sec. Um, I wonder if I have them saved. No. (gasps) Okay. Wow. This is some good quality podcasting. Hey, how are you guys? What's up? Let's just like chat while I am trying to find this birth information for you. I could press pause on the recording, um, but for whatever reason, I don't feel like doing that. We're just going to talk Taylor Swift human design chart because, you know, you know how it is. Okay. Here we go. So Taylor Swift, she was born 13th of December, 1989, and this is not the correct birth time. I have found the correct birth time before, and this is not it. Okay, she was born in Reading, Pennsylvania. I know that much, but where's her correct birth time? Let's see if this is it. a.m. That's it. 5.17 a.m. in Reading, Pennsylvania. Um, She should come up as a splenic projector um, with a defined ego center. Okay, so there you go. You now have her chart. Um, Or if you're choosing just to listen, you can just listen. Enjoy. Um, And yeah, enjoy this reading. So if you want to learn how to um, read charts and interpret charts like this, like interpret human design charts in this way. And not only that, but deepen into your own experiment and get to know yourself on such a deep and the people that, you know, you're surrounded by on such a deep, um, true, honest way. Uh, The human design reader training that I teach is now open for enrollment um, for, you know, the final time this year. Uh, So if you are interested in learning how to read charts with me, then come on board. Um, I will link the page for that in the show notes and you can go investigate it. Um, It's, yeah, that's the thing is that like you're not just studying human design to then read for other people. Like these practices, this practice is made 
for you primarily, like first and foremost, you are receiving the human design information. You are integrating it. You are embodying it. You are experimenting with it. And then if from there you feel like, wow, I want to share this information with other people because how do other people not know this, right? How do other people get through life without knowing this? Uh, that's where we then can can share the information from a place of integration of it being like us first. Um, and so, yeah, the human design reader training is a great place to do that because all it, t- it takes all of these little pieces, bits and pieces um, of the chart and then breaks them all down and then brings them back together, right? How do we use it in our life? Okay. And you know how to actually provide empowering readings and and empowering ways of framing this information for other people. All right. So without further ado, you can now sit back and enjoy the episode. Oh, wait, maybe we should do a little like where I'm up to. Um, So I am currently living in Fremantle, which is still in Perth in West Australia. I just moved into my Airbnb, which I was speaking about last week, and it's so cute. Um, It's actually adorable. It's like a little heritage building that's been, I guess, like upgraded, converted. But yeah, there's still like the windows that you have to like slide up. It's very British country house. Um, And so when I sit at the desk and I stare out of my window and the butterflies are just dancing and the flowers and I'm like writing or creating or, you know, planning a class or whatever it is just in my creative body, in my creative soul, um, I just feel like I'm living in England in like the lakes in the 1800s and I'm a renaissance poet essentially that's what it feels like here and it is a vibe it's exactly what my soul needed um and yeah I'm so happy to be here I'll be here for a month and so while I'm here I'm going to be actually updating and re-recording a few of the um teachings and lectures inside of the human design reader training which is very exciting um so anyone who joins now and anyone who's joined in the past is going to get those upgrades uh hopefully by the end of the year hopefully by december that'll be all in there um doesn't matter when you join if you join now you'll get everything that's ever changed in the future no matter if you're in the first round or if you're in this round or whatever, you'll get everything. Um, so that is what I am spending my time doing. And we may have two podcasts this week. We'll see how I feel because I know I skipped last week because I went camping on the weekend. My friends, um, if you have been listening for a while and you listened to my Come Travel Australia with me part one story time, you remember that when I was in the Gold Coast, I met these two dudes, um, Eminem. Um, who were from Perth and they were traveling in the Gold Coast. We met there and we spent a bunch of time together, went on some adventures. So as soon as I got to Perth, they were like, you have to hang out with us. And they have introduced me to a bunch of their friends. And yeah, they all took me camping this weekend that just passed. And it was so much fun. We went down to the Margaret River region, which is such a magical part of the world because, okay, they're famous for their wines and their winery um like wineries so that is what they're famous for but then also it's like they have these beautiful beaches like there is just nothing like west coast beaches it is wild um they're they're absolutely stunning then they have um this gorgeous forest with these giant trees like it was absolutely unreal i was like being in fairyland and then also these caves like just they it's there's one stretch of road and it's just called cave road I believe and there was that what was it it was like 
110 caves. No, it's a 110 kilometer stretch of road, and there are 90 caves in that stretch of road. And these caves are like some of these are just absolutely massive and millions of years old, filled with like um, what is that crystal? Uh, I can't remember. But anyway, absolutely beautiful. We did a little like cave tour, um, and that was actually my favorite part of the trip. Like, loved the wine, loved the camping. Love the vibes, um, love the forest, but the cave was so cool. So, so cool. All right. So I hope you enjoy this and I'll talk to you soon. Oh, this is the final last tiny little thing that I forgot to say. This is an Instagram live, but as you guys may have heard me whinging about last week, um, I can't actually any like when it's me and one other person on the IG live I can't download it and you know save it to my phone and then upload it as a podcast like the original cut of the audio so what I had to do to you know get this into podcast format for you guys was actually play the Instagram live off my phone and record it onto my computer um so it's not like you know the the audio is a bit like crackly or whatever but it's like I just listened through it and it's fine. It's perfect. You might just like take a second to adjust to it, but it's not a problem at all. Okay. Okay. I think this hopefully works. Hey! Oh, it worked. Hell, it worked. (laughs) What's up? Oh my God, it's so dark in here. Let's see if I can brighten it up a little. Hello. Sorry guys, it's next time here. It's like 7 a.m. here. I know. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, I'm outside because soak up this sun. But I have a feeling like the sun's gonna pop out any second and just ravish me in the face. So we'll see. We'll go with that. (laughs) Might happen. I know it's like so dark in here. I didn't think it would be this dark in here. Uh, Anyway, I'm so excited for our what we're talking about today yeah it's gonna be a good one did you end up printing out her chart i didn't but i have it on the computer in front of me me too i was like oh it'd be kind of cool if we could just like at least flash it up um so like if people watch the recording they can see it but um do you want me to print I don't... quick no no that's fine i'm sure yeah. if people want to play along they can just like take a moment now google taylor swift human design chart and I think it's just on Google Images. I'm pretty sure that's like. Oh, really? Okay. And Genetic Matrix has it like preloaded. That's what I have it on anyway. So, um, yeah, cool. Yay! I know. I just like put it into my body graph, so I didn't even think about that. Um, I I could print it off quick, but it's kind of dark in here, so I'm not even sure they'd be able to see it. Yeah, I wouldn't even do that much. Yeah. (laughs) Into the screen. Well, do we want to get started? Yeah, let's definitely get started. I'm super excited. So today we're going to be like um, talking Taylor Swift. We're going to be going over her human design chart and like really how it relates to her business and her career and kind of like her evolution over the years of, you know, Taylor Swift Inc. Um, To kind of just give you guys an idea of like how human design can kind of play into your real life, your real career and like how it's showing up for someone that we all all know really well and we all love. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's really interesting. And I think that Taylor Swift is such a good example. Like I use her with a lot of my students too. She's such a good example because 
even if you don't like her music, you know about her life. Like she's someone who's been in the limelight since she was 16, 17. And so we know that journey she's been on and we can see how the different aspects of her chart have um, played out in different ways as she's grown up, as she's matured, as she's grown into herself. So yeah, he's such a good example. Um, it's not just because we're obsessed with her, but there's that too. Uh, but he is such a good teaching example. <clears throat> and like Abby said, we're really going to be focusing on like how it's played out in her business, not like her business, her career, her like kingdom, queendom um, today. Yeah. I mean, in terms of getting started, like, I don't know about you, but like, I just feel like we'll start with her being a projector. Yeah, 100%. Let's start with her being a projector. I mean, we can't phase over that. And I think like the first time I... Right after I watched Americana was when I looked up her chart. So I was like, I need to know what she is. And I was so shocked to see that she was a projector just because touring and, you know, being like out in the public eye like that was like, oh my God, how does, you know, how does she get the energy for that? How is she doing that? But I do feel you can sense the need in Taylor to be recognized and to be seen. Like, I feel like that comes through so strongly in her music and her and like, um, kind of the way she's presented over the years is like she has this deep desire to be recognized and to be seen and she's often not as us projectors can relate to <laughs> yes yes exactly and that's like help happening on a worldwide scale it's like that's the deepest craving of a projector is to it's because like the projector or other projector energy field it sees so well it sees the other person so well and all it's craving is that like to come back at them right to be recognized for who they truly are um and we're going to talk about her like being a five one in a second too oh yeah and just how she's not being recognized for who she is she's being recognized for who we expect her to be but yeah i mean just like i was the same as you the first time i saw that she was a projector i was like oh that makes no sense just like you said in terms of like the whole energy piece um and it's like well it actually does make total sense because she when she was like and this is something i said to abby when we were kind of talking about it is that like when she was hardcore touring, like when she was stuck in that like record label or whatever, and they were in charge of her touring schedule and, you know, she was doing multiple, multiple shows every single night. She was exhausted. She was so burnt out. Um, she, you know, she got to, I think it was the end of 2016 or 2017 and she was just so wrecked because she'd spent the entire year touring that she had to literally go into hiding. Like nobody heard from her for like two, three years and there was a lot of other stuff that was going on in her life at the same time, like all the Kanye drama and all those things and lots of drama just in general. Um, but then she literally had to like put herself like into oh, who knows where she was, where she was like a cabin in the lakes with with Joe kind of thing and and come down from that uh, trying to live like a generator essentially like trying to um, do that. But then something I think that's really interesting is that again this is something that I've said a few times is that I think that the lockdown and like COVID and whatever has been in some way a blessing for her because she hasn't been able to tour so much and she's been able to i think uh create her art in a more projector way where she's not like yeah. constantly putting she's like able to you know when she does and you know it's really we'll talk about i'll just say quickly like she is an energy projector in that she has two motor centers um defined she has her root center defined and she has her will center defined so she does have energy and i just think like her writing an entire album 
um, or two entire albums during like a one year period when she's in lockdown is such a perfect example of like a root center energy projector at work because it's like when the inspiration is there and she's able to shut off the outside world because she's not having to be externally like touring all the time. She's just like, cool, I'm going to sit down and write an album because the inspiration is there and it's done. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally agree. And like, she's been cranking out work when you really think about it. Like she dropped two new albums last year. She's re-recording all of her stuff. Like, like to finally have that chance to kind of slow down and be in her own energy. You know, like when you see her performing on, I don't know if anybody saw the um, Pawn Sessions, uh, what was the name of that documentary that they did? Yeah, Yeah, of course you did. I'm just assuming anyone watching has watched all of Taylor Swift. No, so like when they did that video, like she's playing acoustic. She's in a little cabin. She's on a lake. In the Like it's very projector and you can almost feel the energetic difference of the stuff she's putting out now you know, then the stuff she would have been putting out under her label, um, kind of falsifying this generator, like, you know what I mean? Like kind of living that generator life that a lot of us do until we find out we're projectors. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what's expected, right? It's like with every single career, it's like, there's a way that it's expected to be done and carried out. And for, you know, like a big time superstar celebrity, that's like that you are supposed to be touring all the time and that's like the main um income source or the main like way that you show off your success even right um and I feel like she's really like finding her own you know definition of success which you know as a projector that's our signature right is success but it's so much about defining what that success means to you Mm. and she's sort of had this chance to slow down and be like you know, my definition of success is being able to create my art, to create my work. Um, and that doesn't mean that she doesn't miss touring. I'm sure she does, but I'm almost 100% certain that when she does come back out into the world and she starts doing shows again, it's going to look very different than the way it did, like, pre-lockdowns, pre-COVID, when she has had this chance um, to settle into her projectiveness, to be in her own energy and find her own like rhythm if, mm. if yeah mm. and something that you said earlier that kind of like pained me was like she when her like reputation went down and she went off the grid and was just like I'm, like i'm not going to, to anything you know i'm not going to show my face i'm not creating music again and that's like such a great example of the like projector bit- bitterness you know it's like she wasn't really being recognized where she wanted to be recognized for she's under this label that's making her put out music that's this when she wants to be this other thing and it's like shut down like bitter unhappy like i'm just gonna like fuck everything burn it all down i'm gonna go live in the woods with joe or whatever and not not even be involved with it at all and it's a very very good example of that like kind of projector withdrawal that bitterness that we can get Uh uh-huh uh-huh yeah exactly and i mean i think sometimes you do need that (laughs) like sometimes it feels so good (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean of course obviously as a projector you don't want to so as i was saying like the signature for a projector is a success so when we talk about the signature of a sign it's kind of like a sign a type it's like the signal that you're living your design you're in flow with your natural energy is in flow with the universal energy um, versus the sign that you're not living your design and you're like pushing against the flow of the world is um, bitterness. 
And so every time that someone as a projector starts to feel those like, Grr, you know, like, how dare you make me do it like this kind of thing. Um, that is that indicator of like, oh, yeah, no. Okay. So she has slipped into um, that not self theme, which is that key indicator that you've moved away from your design or like move in with your strategy and authority, essentially. Yeah. So yeah. should we just, oh, go on. Nothing, I was just agreeing. I was going yeah. to jump to the fifth line thing. Was that what you were going to say too? Yeah, I was just going to talk briefly since we were doing like um, the energy centers. I was just going to talk, or like her defined energy centers. I was just going to talk about the will center quickly as well. Yeah. Because that kind of, that kind of like just echoes exactly what we've said is that like defined will is that so the will center is our center of like um it's our heart center but it's like you know that uh ability to keep going to push through the struggles and to see things through to the end and she has that defined meaning that is a consistent energy that she has uh access to and having that that will center defined is really that part of her that just like um was so stubbornly like no I can do this you know even when I'm sure she was like exhausted from the touring and all of those things she was just like no I'm gonna continue like no nobody stops me kind of thing mm. um and yeah we've definitely seen that play out in in her life mm -hmm. yeah no for sure I, I can so see that with her like that um that willpower to see things through, even if they're not always right for you, which I'm a defined heart and I can super relate to that. Um, yes. Sometimes like we commit to something and it's like, oh, I need to see it through like to the end. Like I will die on this hill. Like I signed up for this. And it's like, I think COVID <laughs> was a great chance for her to be like, wait a minute, mm -mm, this isn't working. Nothing about this is working. Yes. Uh, Just cause I'm gonna do this doesn't mean that I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or that like the passion or the energy is even necessarily there. Um, while you're talking about energy centers, we're going to talk about energy centers. I think one of the energy centers that like screams at me the second I look at her chart is the open throat, you know, and like, she just has the energy of an open throat projector. It's like, like I've never spoken to Taylor one-on-one, -on -one, but I feel like if you did speak to her one-on-one, -on -one, she would be, she, I can just sense that she has this feeling that like no one really hears her. Like she's in front of a million people. She's in front of the entire world being dissected all the time putting out music and speaking and that, but I, I don't think she feels like people are really ever truly listening. And she has that sort of open throat energetic there. Yeah, exactly. Like the major like theme of an open throat or like the major sign that you're living through the conditioning of an open throat is like doing anything to attract attention. Mm -hmm. And like, what's that song lyric in Mirrorball that you Mirrorball, where she says, um, like she talks about it being a circus. And she's like, um, mm -hmm. I'm doing everything to keep you looking at me, you know? Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there, and there's so much. Like there are song lyrics where you can hear her design coming through, and it's interesting. It's always good because she writes all her own songs, or she writes, you know, a lot of her own songs. So you get to hear her very lived experience of having her design coming through, and yeah, so open throat, and she also has an open G center too, or like open identity center. So this is like another really good um, example because she is someone who like had so many different versions of herself right there's no set like 
when we have that open identity center, it's like your identity is fluid and is changing based on the environment you're in, the people you're around, you know, the five people you're spending the most time with um, and just where you're at in your evolution. And you really express and you learn about the world and you teach about the world through expressing many different identities, right? So of course, that is like, she's such a perfect representation of that because we've literally seen so many different representations of Taylor Swift and people will be like, oh, that's like a bad thing. You know, you should like know who you are, which is a really good like, key point for people who do have an open identity center is that like you are fluid, like you are meant to have so many different evolutions of your identity and that's correct. Like mm. if people have a problem with it, like, yeah. <laughs> and you even hear people make jokes about that, like on TikTok and stuff, because each album, she's got this totally different vibe, this totally different persona. Her outfits on tour are different for each one. And it's kind of like she... Like you said, she's kind of experimenting and playing with it. And I'm looking at her chart right now, and in the G Center, she's got gate 10, gate 7, and gate 1. So it's like it's coming through in self-expression and leadership and empowerment. So, like, it's just such – like, she's experiencing all these different selves through those gates, and it's, yeah, so spot on for her. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and since we were – since we are – okay, so just before we move on to talking about the profile. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, so we already lost our notes. <laughs> I know, we've just been talking. Like, I've got her chart on the screen too, so I'm just looking at it like, oh, yeah, and that. Um, but, like, she's a splenic projector, so her authority is the spleen. And one note that I did have about this is that she, like, again, if you watch her documentary, like, she has truly mastered her craft and, like, the way that she creates. Like, if you watch her, like, when she's, making a video like so she does most of the theatrics or like designs most of the theatrics and the art for her videos as well as like when she's putting a song together you can actually watch her spleen in action because there's one scene out of um i think it's from miss americana or whatever it is yeah miss americana that documentary and she's like writing a song or it might even be out of the the pond one but either way it's in a documentary and she's like working with her co-writer and she's just like with all this re-recording, you're noticing, you know, she's re-recording all her old albums. There's, like, little changes in just how she'll do something or how the bridge will go or, you know, here and there throughout the music. And I'm wondering, are those things she wanted fixed and wasn't able to under her label or whatever? And she's kind of able to make those little splenic changes on this go-around. That is such a good point. We'll never that's know. Probably, <laughs> yeah, that's probably, like, a good chance a lot of that is what happened, is that, like... Yeah, she didn't have that same um, autonomy under that that record label, and now she does. And so the spleen is fully, and that channel of judgment too. So when we're talking about channel, we're talking about like an energy flow connecting to energy centers. Um, and so they're like defined parts of our design that like give us little gifts or abilities or that are like inbuilt into our energetic system. Um, and we can learn to like become the master of them essentially. And the channel of judgment is like Abby said, really about correcting what's wrong. In an essence, like the ability to correct what's wrong, um, usually in the three D world. And so, yeah, her having that defined and letting that come through now that she is free from uh, having to do things like the man's way, mm. um, it's probably feeling really good to her. And also, I know that when we were talking about this, um, we spoke about that channel of judgment in that, like, in her earlier life, it was really turned inwards on herself, and she was very judgmental against herself. 
but now it's like she has something to channel that into outwards so it's like taking some of that pressure off of herself yeah yep 100 percent, 100 percent. actually i was reading i was just like reading some of my books before we got on just like you know touching up on some of the channels and right in the description for the channel of judgment it said that you know this is an energy that's particularly difficult for projectors and because it's a projected channel and she is a projector you know what i mean because if you're not invited to share how things you know how things can be perfect you know how to bring things into their perfect form and if you're not invited to share you can you can kind of face a lot of criticism and i think taylor is someone who's faced a lot of criticism because she's not invited by the entire world you know she is a, a celebrity she's a superstar so she is facing a lot of that kind of uh, lashback, I think, for putting herself out there without necessarily that invitation. That's such a good point. It's like, and now that she is someone who's speaking about politics and stuff as well, it's like, people are going to be like, in, and it's like, this is all energetic too, is that like people's org fields will be like, I didn't invite her to tell me this opinion or whatever it is, these judgments that she's made about how we can do politics, how we can do the world better. She'll be like, like, it will feel like I didn't invite this in and yet it's coming at me. And so I'm rejecting this. And you put that on her as in like, how dare she give me her point of view kind of thing. That's such a good point. That's like, top top thing for projectors is that like every time you use your insight you use your wisdom you use your ability to see things that other people don't it is best received when it is invited in and if it's not invited in then at best it's just going to go over the other person's head or at worst there's going to be that tension come up how can you tell me how to live my life or whatever it is which like you said it is something she sees yeah yeah Okay, now it is definitely time for us to talk about the five one. And the yeah, we went way past that. We got excited. So I feel like when I first pulled her chart the other day, and I looked at it a while back, but when we decided we were going to do this, I pulled her chart the other day, and that to me was one of the first things that kind of stood out was the five one. Um, yeah, totally. It makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. And for anybody who's not familiar, you know, five one is is a leadership profile. Um, they're usually people who lead. They're usually people who want to like fix or kind of there can be a tendency to want to like make everything right again we're talking about like she knows what's right and she kind of wants to fix it and see that um yeah do you have anything else to say about five one actually before we start talking about like the projection piece um no i think that's perfect i mean yeah the fifth one the, the fifth <laughs> the five one oh my god is someone who um has information to share right because they've got the first line there that which is the investigator archetype someone who will like do the research and do the uncovering and then is like almost like and we're about to talk about the projections but like it's also just like they're projected upon as a leader and then they're like thrown into leadership positions because people think that they have the answers and it's like they probably will because they've got that that first line you know but um they might not they might not have the answers that you specifically want so you kind of need to be prepared for that yeah 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 totally um yeah the fifth line projection and you probably can speak you are a fifth line so you probably can speak this better than i can on a personal <laughs> level but there's this always this energetic with the fifth line where they kind of mirror what you need to heal so 
people can really project onto the fifth line and really like hold them to the standard of, okay, I expect you to fix this. You know, I, I expect you to be this thing. And when you don't live up to that, they can be really not so happy with you, you know? And it's like, I never said I was going to do that. Like that was your own projection that you put on me. And yep. Um, is there anything you want to say about that? Because, I mean, you are a fit line, so you probably can really... Yeah, no, I, I can, like, I will echo, uh, echo that. That's exactly right. It's something I've been really feeling into about the fifth line lately and how that um, plays into my life. So I'm a tree five, so the fifth line is unconscious for me, so it's not as, like, in my face as it really is for Taylor Swift. But, like, one thing that happens a lot that has always frustrated me in the past is that people think they know me. Like, people meet me for 10 minutes and then they'll tell me what they think I'll like. They tell me what they think I'll have and they're like, oh, you know, as if you don't like that, you know. I'm like, we had one 10-minute conversation and you've already made a judgment about what I'll like and what I don't, you know. Or like, you know, you're into all this stuff. Like, you must be into this as well. And it's like, no, you're not hearing me. You're not listening to me. You're seeing, like, you're making these projections, right. And so that's the number one thing about the fifth line that the people with a fifth line need to be careful of. Um, and I'll say, especially in business, is being really clear about what you do and what you don't do, who you can help and who you can't help, you know, because people are going to look to you as a saviour, as somebody who has all the answers. And it's like, no, um, I only have the answers or the solutions that I have and I can't provide for you everything you want. You know, and so like Abby said, when we don't meet up to the, when a fifth line doesn't meet up to the expectations that we're projecting upon them, then people get angry, you know. And so when we're talking about Taylor Swift, like this is such a good example because people are like, oh, but you're meant to be the sweet little like country girl kind of thing. Um, you know, what are you doing? doing what are you doing? Doing these like angry, like, um, you know, videos and whatever. And it's just like, that is who you thought. That's who you projected upon her to be. Is it like sweet little country girl, you know, or, or, you know, whichever version of herself that she was supposed to be from our eyes, you know, so much of what we see of her is just our own perception of ourselves essentially. Um, and what we think is like wrong. And so then we get angry at her or like get annoyed at her. Like, Oh, the old Taylor wouldn't have done that. Da, 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 da. And then, you know, talking about those song lyrics again, she'll just be like, sorry, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, she it, which I think is so fun because she gets it. She probably experiences it. She's just like, that's not who I am anymore. Like this, this line is also combined with that open identity center that we were talking about earlier, where she is fluid, she is changing. You can't nail her down, but people want to and then get angry when she doesn't live up to their projections. She doesn't live up to their expectations. Totally. And she's like growing up in the public eye as well, you know? And I think you see a lot of that with, with the fifth line with Taylor. It's like when she stepped out of country into pop, it was like a huge freaking deal. And like how many other artists have done that that did not raise that much you know hubbub about it and i think it is that projection i think people are really expecting her to be this one thing and when she's not um they don't look you know they don't or like even with her um dating like she gets this rep as like oh she's so bad with men and she can't keep a man and it's like she's just a normal girl in her 20s dating i have probably dated way more men than taylor swift but like we've just projected onto her that she is this one thing and she is can only be this one thing and we're like expecting her to look we put her on this pedestal and we're expecting her to live up to this 
And when she doesn't, then the whole world is angry. And, you know, if she were to lash back or when she started speaking up about politics, people were like, no, 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 that's not uh-huh. who you are. You know, you don't, you, you're this good girl. You're this, this little quiet girl, like who does what she's told from, you know, whatever. Um, and yeah, that's, that's such a good point. And I was going to make another point just then, but it's totally slipped out of my head. Um, so I think it was something about her dating because that was when your eyes lit up and I caught energy. Yeah, I caught a vibe. There was a vibe. <laughs> it definitely was. It was something about her her dating. Yeah, no. And I was just gonna add that it's like she's been with Joe now for like four years. But sometimes when I talk to her about people, people will still be like, "Oh, you know, she's still like just serial data, like dating all the men in Hollywood." I'm like, oh, yeah. "No, she's basically married." <laughs> Deal with conflict and 
the ups and downs of everyday life. And so her having an open solar plexus means that she is somebody who is learning about life and learning about the ups and downs of human experience and learning about um, emotions, right, via this open solar plexus. And then it's taking that, like processing it in her own energy centers and then like almost creating art, right? So her way of expressing her projected gift of seeing energy, reading energy and guiding energy is through her music, through her art, through her um, videos and, and stuff like that, right? So she's taking everything she's learned about like just how deep humans can feel, right? How deep we can fall in love, how deep we can desire um, and is then like sharing that with the world and like selling that to the world, right? Because she, because in an open open center, it's like where we learn and then where we learn about ourselves and where we learn about the not self, right? And then sharing that back at the world. So it's just like, that is definitely like her ability to read um, and, and see how other people feel. Cause it's like when she was younger, she definitely like in her early twenties, like all of her music was very much about her own personal experience in like feeling the depths and tragedies and desires of human emotion and dating and relationships. But it's like now that she's well past her Saturn return, um, and she really has matured in that way and sort of like, she's learned that she can take a step back and she doesn't have to be like even the depths of it, right? To be able to watch and those like those most recent two albums are a really good way that she's like, hey, I can still write about emotions and teach about emotions through my music without being stuck in it. Does that make sense? And I would wonder, yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I would wonder if some of that is literally like being in her own energetic field again now. Like ever since COVID, she's recording with a couple of people. She's recording at home in a studio instead of being like around tons of people and feeling everybody else's stuff you know she's not like i don't know you're an open emotional aren't you yeah yeah mm -hmm. i know say i'm not an open emotional so i can't speak to it but i feel like being so being surrounded by other people makes it a lot easier to feel really really stuck in those feelings and like yeah. trapped in them um so like, i just think about someone like her being on tour and being on a stage and like constantly being surrounded by other people that like being in her own energetic field has had to be huge for her massive yeah and you know just also love based on that is that like the not self theme of the open, open emotional is like avoiding conflict and, and avoiding truth so you know you combine that with a fifth line and it's like somebody is projecting all this stuff onto her and all this yeah and the world is projecting all this stuff onto her and she's like in the you know we could we could think about the open emotional like not self theme as like people pleasing and like avoiding speaking your truth because you're so terrified of the emotion the other person is going to throw back at you um and so it's not a fun not a fun combo but learning how like and you can see you know she has learned how to again just have that energetic boundary between like that's there there's one like there's one line that's like, you know, your enemies will defeat themselves before you get oh, the yeah. chance to see. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's, I think that's that is that like almost learning to disconnect, not having to get her own revenge and not having to like do all these things, but just like taking the high road by living her truth and letting all the people like and their projections and stuff just like almost like hit hit against the wall, right? Yeah. And I think you said big evolution with her over the years too like when you see 
young Taylor, like early on, is just so affected by what everyone you even she even talks about it when you like listen to anything where she's doing an interview, like she cared so much about what everyone else thought about her and what everyone else was feeling. And I, I like just get the sense of her like walking on eggshells around everyone else. And like even when Kanye like stole the thing from her on stage, it was just this like, you know, like frigid, like uh, like, yeah. and she thought the crowd was booing her, right? Like, and I feel Taylor now, who's kind of like evolved to kind of come into her own and starting to step into her power and really understand herself, and just be like, "This is nothing to fucking do with me." Like, this is <laughs> Like, what is happening? Um, you you kind of seen her go through that process, and she's grown up in the under the spotlight. Like, that's hard for anybody. And then somebody who's growing up in the spotlight like that, I just can't even imagine. Oh, right. I know exactly. Um, so is there anything else that we wanted to touch upon? I've left my notes on the table over there. What else is it being? I feel like the last major thing, I mean, we we could talk all day, Heather. It's you and I. Let's talk. The last major thing that I think would be worth talking about, and I think you made some excellent points about when you and I talked the other day, is the channel struggle. Um, and Ooh. how, yeah, that's a big one. And how that's shown up for her. Um, and that's a really common channel. So a lot of you watching may even have that in your charts. I feel like that's one I see come up a lot. And it's this, yeah. and Heather, you have it, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you and Taylor Swift are like buddies. Oh, and the channel I'm surrender we should talk about as well. The channel surrender, we, I don't want to scope over either. So um, the channel struggle is an energetic that kind of like makes things more difficult than they need to be. And you made the excellent point that like early on in her career, you know, she kind of was almost creating drama and creating relationship issues to be able to write, to be able to feel those feelings so that she could put out good music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that is like what the channel of struggle can do when it is in its lower expression is just creating struggle for struggle's sake. Everything has to be hard. Everything feels like an uphill battle because that's what life is, right? Life's a slog. How will I learn? How will I grow if I don't make it harder than it has to be, right? Mm. Um, and I think that like, well, really the higher expression of the channel of struggle, and this is something that I have struggled with, um, <laughs> probably like this channel is probably one of the parts of my chart that I have the most like drama around because again that struggle is addictive and so just learning how to find something to fight for like find something outside of yourself um that's not like fighting against yourself constantly and not fighting against like things that you can't control but like you know finding something you care about so deeply whether that's like a cause or a person or whatever it is and channeling that struggle energy that fighter energy right that ability to like to the death you know to fight to the death like i think this is my night energy like this is my archetype energy where it's like you know no 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 one gets free right when you when you have someone with eternal struggle and so yeah that's again i think something that taylor swift is learning from astra as well is that like oh it doesn't have to be my life that's a struggle but i can like fight against or like opposed against what is uh what i see wrong and you know and we're seeing her start to do that as she speaks her mind about politics as she speaks up for gay rights like you're seeing her more like you know find these things that she feels really really passionate about and speak about them where for the first 25 years of her life it was like i should stay quiet i shouldn't say anything no one cares about me like i you know what i mean like and 
her record label. You know what I mean? Like they had a lot to say about like you lose a lot of sales when you speak about politics. And so um, you're kind of seeing yeah. her start to put her struggle into the right things. And I think the, the channel of struggle at its highest expression is like sharing your struggles to help other people. Like, and that's exactly what she's doing through her music. Like people can hate on her for singing about love songs, but she's giving voice to the struggle that all of us deal with. And it does transform the collective on a huge level. Completely. Cause we say like, Oh, I'm not alone. And like, how many times have you been like heartbroken by someone and you're just like, fuck, I need to put on like, early put on red. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me just put on old well and cry my eyeballs out and I'll be fine. Cause I know that I'm not the only one who experiences these same struggles. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I think you could see that in her as well. Like she's using the, her struggles to like, you know, transform into, and to lead others, you know, and help other people. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And then, and the, then the, oh yeah, go on. I was going to say the 4426, are you ready for that? Or were yeah. you, that's what you were going to say too? Yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah, that's the last channel that we haven't spoken about. Yeah. Yeah. We spoke about struggle. We spoke about judgment. So surrender, right? So <clears throat> I definitely see this channel as like, um, well, it is, it's really associated with selling, right? And so oftentimes when people have this channel, they're like, I see, and like you read the bits on the internet, like the human design bits on the internet that are just like, what I'm meant to sell stuff, you know, what does this mean? And it's like, yeah, but it doesn't like, you know, it's about rewriting what that word means. Cause there is this, like, again, it's like the human design terminology can feel a bit like, mm, um, because they'll say like, you know, this is about like manipulation, but taking mm. that ability to read people, to understand what people desire and to, you know, create and craft a different personality, which she does so perfectly, you know, Taylor Swift does so perfectly. Um, <clears throat> and use those as a vehicle, as a means through which to sell something that is in the highest alignment for another person. You know, like my life would be a shitty place if I didn't have all of her albums, you know, if I didn't have her music, if she was like, oh, you know, me selling my music is like a bad thing, you know, my life would be a bright place. And I'm sure there are so many companies, so many people that you're like, I'm so glad you decided to sell, right? So it's like her selling herself, selling her ideas and opinions now as well. Like there is such a stylish art, like creativity, like manipulation in the highest possible sense in the 2644 that takes this this or this opinion or this point of view right and i always come back to with this channel for her like come back to the man video have you watched the um well, she has a music video for that song like the man and so she's talking about essentially like equal equality essentially mm. um and how like food culture and shit like that is, is not fun um but it's like instead of just spitting that information at us she's dressed up as Lee, like she's recording this video this like gorgeous song um and she's dressed up as leonardo dicaprio in wolf of wall street and is like sailing on a boat as this like dude i i, I think she calls herself tyler or something like that and it's like she's using art and playfulness 
to get across and sell this very important like topic right and so people are more receptive to it because it's not like it, she, it's like almost like learning to manipulate in the sense that she's getting that invitation through art you know yeah and i think yeah, people can totally misread the 4426 i have a few clients with this and it's it is like it can come through as manipulation like there is like they say well, like the high expression is like selling your ideas low expression is manipulation but that's just because it's a channel that knows what the person needs to hear it knows what the message you need to receive to get on board is, you know, she, she, and that's why it's such a powerful channel. Like if you have this channel and you're in business, like it's such a powerful, powerful channel for selling because you know what your people truly need to hear, you know? So where you might want to just talk about this surface level, this is what I offer. And this is, you know, it's just a splenic channel. Like you intuitively know what that person needs to hear to buy from you or to, be sold on your it doesn't even necessarily mean like monetarily sold but to be sold on your idea or your whatever you're trying to persuade them and i think you combine this channel with her open throat and you see that come through so so clearly and how she can speak to her audience and she can speak to you in the way that you need to hear it within that moment um and me and you had talked about this a little bit too like the people who follow Taylor will buy any version of Taylor. Like she has, we are bought in. Like she knows how to speak to us. Like she has, that. like, it doesn't matter. Her music could go to freaking metal and I'd probably still buy her album, right? <laughs> because it's like, <laughs> she's gotten that down. You know, she knows what we need and she knows what we need to hear. And she knows how to speak to us and adjust it accordingly. Um, exactly. Yeah. No, beautiful. Yeah, beautifully said. Exactly. And that's why it's like, <laughs> that's why it's like exciting to have this channel or even like either of these gates as well. Cause it's like, you know, you can still um, definitely play with this energetic, but yeah, to have the full channel defined and to like be in business, it's like, yeah, there's going to be some deconditioning to do. There's going to be some deconditioning to do around like what selling means, how it's meant to look, receiving, you know, learning to receive money or like, you know, receive validation, whatever it is that you're desiring. Um, but once you do, like that playfulness, that artfulness, that ability to sell yourself um, in this really high vibration, right, which is the highest expression of this, it can really come out to play. Yeah, totally, 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 totally. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I'm not surprised to see she has that channel at all. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's like, like I th maybe I just end up with a lot of clients who have that, but that's when I see kind of come through a lot, the 4426. So check your charts. If you're following, check your chart. Um, and there's no excuse for you not to be selling because you are, you've got the energy for it, you know? Yeah, you got that inbuilt skill. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I find people who have that has it comes really, really naturally to them. Sales and um, you know, selling themselves particularly, I feel more than just like selling a product, like knowing what they're worth, right? You're taking this I know what I'm worth and I intuitively know what you need to hear to show you that that I'm worth. Exactly. That. Exactly. And that's a perfect way of bringing those two those two energies together it's that like will center combining with the spleen which yeah exactly um but you know of course it's like that ego center it's often so conditioned even if you have it defined you know how many people in the world actually know their worth and actually like are willing to express and state that so there probably will still be a deconditioning journey into coming to be like yeah i'm the shit like pay me bitch um or whatever it is mm. but but once you do master it like this channel is truly that that master of marketing of selling and yeah like you said selling yourself especially 
Yeah, I know. I would love to talk to Taylor and see, like, you know, just how this actually, because, you know, with this is all, of course, our own projections. We don't know her one-on-one as actual people, but, um, yeah, I would just be so curious to see, like, how it lands with her and, like, what her experience of, of looking this. And she has just so much openness in her chart, you know? So for yeah. the career that she's doing and being in front of the public eye and being out there to have this much openness and the open emotional, it's got to be a lot. Gotta be a lot. Yeah. Girl needs a chart reading. <laughs> yeah. I'll send this to him. I'll DM this to him. Yeah. Taylor, call us. Exactly. Hashtag outside the lens. <laughs> um and just before you close up too, I just wanted to touch on what you just said about all the openness. I think like I'm about to lose my throat. Lose my throat. Lose my voice. Um is that like yeah, it can be like when you don't know how to work with openness, it can feel like a lot, right? But once you do learn how to recognize what's your energy and what's not your energy, it's like having a lot of openness in her job is actually perfect because she is someone who's able to like read. And again, as a projector too, she's able to read what everybody else is going through, you know, that open head, that open eyes, that open throat, open tea, open sacral, open um, solar plexus. It's like she's able to have so many like avenues to learn about human nature and then to you know bring that out and teach us about that and teach us about ourselves through her songwriting and through her performing so mm. it's like good good but also like once you learn how to master um being able to like have those energetic boundaries between myself and the other kind of thing yeah yep. yeah totally yeah. Anything before we say farewell? I think I'm feeling good about it. I guess if anybody has any questions, let us know. Drop them in the comments. Um, or if you have a favorite T-Swift song lyric that's coming up for you with all this, drop it in the comments yeah. as well. Those are always welcome. Um, if anybody has like thought of any lyrics that relate to anything we say about it, please let us know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was listening this weekend to try to pull out a few, which I did, you know, that would kind of tie in with our conversation. But yeah, open some more, send them our way. I'm sure I'm going to be hearing them for the next like couple of months. I'll be like, oh, 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 oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that open part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what was one thing I did want to say too, and you're Selenix, so maybe you can relate to this, but I feel the way she's re-recording her albums where they're not like any rhyme or reason order. She's just like picking them. It's like, she just knows which one's next, you know, and how she was about to kick off with red and switch to 1989. Like it's, that's like that. There's no way that wasn't a Selenix hit. Like there's no way. Yep. Completely. And like, you think that sort of thing would be so frustrating like if you were working with her like as like a co-writer or producer or, you know whoever is on her team right now but it's also like she always gets it right like yeah it's like the spleen it's like and once you do start to listen to the spleen and attune to the spleen etc it's like people around you at first will be like god you're so back and forth and like it's like you're always like making split second decisions and like changing your mind last minute or whatever. But then you'll see how well it turns out. You're like, fine, I trust you. Like, yeah. do you? You can get time to sort it. Yeah. That's a do great you, point. Do you, boo? Yeah. No, I definitely think because, like, you know, think about it. Like, if I were to go re record all my albums, I might just go in order. And she's not at yeah. all. She's just jumping around and she's just picking what she feels like dropping. And that's so splenic. Like, that is so, so, so splenic. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, I felt like the, the switch nineteen eighty nine after she kind of already set the date for red was very like she got a hit, she went with it, and I'm sure it's gonna turn out to be the best decision she made. So, 
Really? Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, to, to be able to do that and follow that when the whole world is watching you, right? I'm sure there are business owners watching who have trouble like changing dates or like whatever when, you know, sometimes even when I have said like, oh yeah, I'm going to be like launching this program in like whatever. And then I get this one bit of like, no, you know, it's it's got to be like a month later. It's got to be like a few days earlier or whatever it is. Even mm. I feel about like, oh God, no, it's meant to be like, I have to like stick to the date I said. And he's like got the whole world watching, but being able to decondition away from what other people think and, and do her anyway is like, that's a huge symbol of like following that intuition and taking the power Thing and what you're meant to do so she's living outside the lines yeah yes she is she really truly is and i think as she gets older we're really kind of seeing her you know in her early years not so much you know getting into the music industry and like having the whole world watching her and being so young but you're really kind of seeing her step into that as she gets older and it's so freaking cool to watch which is why she's such a great example for us to sit down and talk about today like she really truly yeah. is doing things in her own way, in in accordance with her energy. Um, yeah, she's she's just best. We love Taylor. Best, love you. Swifties for life over here. Us otherwise, a hundred percent. All right, Gorge. Awesome. This was good. This was awesome. Hit us with your questions, concerns, and. If you want to do this for your own chart, we are kicking off a awesome new program outside the lines and early bird ends tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah. So, Good point. Right. Yeah. Don't get yeah. on it. Don't, so, yeah. Don't exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be doing this with your charts, you know, so it's, it's incredible. Like learning to do business from your design and decondition away from the, it, the way it's meant to be. Oh my God. You'll never be more free. You know, yeah. you, this is freedom that you get for life. So, mm. yeah. Yes, come be bad with us. Break some rules. We're ready. Well, Heather, it was awesome to see you as always. Mm-hmm. Hope you have a lovely day and uh, we will touch base soon. Definitely. Thanks, Abby. <laughs> Bye, everybody.